Hi everyone, I'm Sam Rees, I'm Head of Content at WWUK, an organisation that I'm very proud to present because we have health and wellness of people at the heart of our, of our organisation. Um, and a large percentage of our members are actually women. So we have gathered today an incredible panel of women to sit and discuss on World Menopause Day, everything menopause. So just to let you all know, we're sitting in Situ Live in Westfield in White City. Um, so you may hear some background noise, um, but I'm going to introduce you all now. Our panellists are Michelle Griffith Robinson. Hello. Um, Olympian life coach, mentor, trainer, trainer an ambassador for Diabetes UK and the Menopause Charity. She has spoken out about her own experience of the perimenopause, sorry, as well as health inequalities that affect black, Asian and low income communities in menopause. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much. Heather Jackson, founder of Gen M, an organisation seeking to make menopause a more positive experience for everyone. Its mission is to introduce forward thinking brands organisations and employers to this new commercially attractive market in a responsible and ethical way. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Jenny Powell, a TV and radio presenter who is currently presenting on the Weekend Breakfast Show on Greatest Hits Radio and mum of two daughters, Jenny has recently been talking about her own menopausal experiences. I wish I had the job description of somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> really boring. Oh, no. I think you've got Welcome, Jenny. Sorry, everyone. Angie Greaves, radio presenter, currently hosting the Drive Time Show on Smooth Radio. It's because you have a smooth voice, Angie. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> Angie, <laughs> Angie is a vocal spokesperson about the importance of understanding and celebrating the menopause. Absolutely. Anna Hill is the general manager of WWUK and has often talked about her own menopause experience, especially within the workplace, and is extremely passionate about this matter. And we were only talking earlier about Anna in a meeting the other day, um, having to stop because she had brain fog and couldn't remember what she was talking about. So it happens we've got regularly. <laughs> That's the reality. Absolutely. Um, we have Maya Oppenheim. Uh, Maya is a women's correspondent, um, at, sorry, the women's correspondent at the independent newspaper. She covers news, social policy and global stories from a women's angle, with a particular focus on issues of domestic violence, sexual assault, gender-based violence, abortion and period poverty, as well as all aspects of the menopause. So, welcome everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Today is World Menopause Day. Menopause seems to be having a moment yeah. um, with a much needed spotlight being shined on it and the media finally beginning to take some notice. However, the reality for many women is that women going through the menopause often feel alone and invisible. According to the Invisibility Report by Gen M, the organisation one of our panellists founded, Heather, um, nine out of ten menopausal women felt overlooked by society and with 15.5 million perimenopausal and menopausal women, that's a shocking statistic. So, Anna, I'm going to start with you first. What do you think is preventing women from getting the support they need? So it's a complicated topic I think. I think there is a lot of fear out there um, in terms of not necessarily knowing uh, what's going on that they're actually even going through the menopause. Um, I think that there is still this taboo 
topic around it. It's like talking about all sorts of things like periods is still something that's complicated talking to teenagers about, which is ridiculous. And I think the same for menopause. It feels that it is something that's embarrassing. Uh, so there's still this stigma around it. Um, so I think it's two things for me, it's many things, but two things in particular, this, this people aren't aware that they're going through it and they put it down to lots of other reasons. So they're a little bit afraid. And then, as I say, also because um, it's not a topic that people feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. And why do we think there is that stigma attached to it? I mean, is this, is this a generational thing? Does anybody want to... to I'm, I'm happy Heather Jackson here to pick up on the generational thing. I mean, I'm 52 years old and my mother never talked about it and nor was I ever interested in what was going on in her life. It's a, it was a, a fact, you just got on with it. And so when I hit the perimenopause and I was going to the doctors and things, one, I didn't know that I was going to be doing it, but actually women have a role to play with each other now. You know, too many women have had a stiff upper lip, make do amend and actually just get on with it. And it's not with the first generation to have the opportunity to live longer post-reproduction than pre-reproduction. And I, for one, want a quality of life with it. So, you know, we have a, a, an, we have a responsibility to ourselves and the generations below now to actually break the t taboo that we've, we've just talked about, but also normalise the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I know um, it may seem like I'm painting a sort of a dismal picture of menopause, but actually there is a spectrum that, you know, some people will go through what they've described as hell and other people will be, you know, just sail through and be fine and, and really celebrate it. So, Angie, I know you want to yeah, say something here. Something Heather said that I thought was really important. I think as women, we're programmed to wear all these different hats and get on with it and not complain yeah. and not say that it's a problem. But I think in the same way that we prepare our daughters for puberty, mm -hmm. puberty part one, why aren't we preparing ourselves for puberty part two? Yeah. It's going to happen. It's not something that we're going to shy away from. So instead of looking at it as this dark, dismal thing that's going to happen to us, why can't we just look at this signpost of health that's going to happen? And if handled properly by talking about it first and sharing the experiences, it can become one of the most exhilarating parts yeah. of our lives. Yeah, true. I was asked to draw a photo, a draw a picture of a woman going through the menopause. Now I drew, <laughs> my girl's laughing, I drew a woman in her late 40s, early 50s, who was looking after her body because she was no longer having the visit from her sister from Red Hill every month. <laughs> she could wear white. She could do whatever she wanted because she was looking after her body. She was going to the gym. She was looking after her food. Michelle and I have just been talking about, you know, becoming diabetic, pre-diabetic. So she's watching what she eats. She's looking after her body. The beauty industry now is blooming. So she's now a part of that. It's got nothing to do with she age. Lots of sex? <laughs> she knows that the chances okay. of getting pregnant are not going to be that high. Especially so she, she feel like well, yeah, so she's, she's enjoying her sex life if she has Absolutely. a partner or a tool. But anyway, but she's enjoying her <laughs> sex life. But the point is the person that asked me to draw the picture of a woman going through menopause, their interpretation was a woman hunched over, yeah. grey hair, bun in her head, wearing black, 
and lightning going through her. But the point is, if you look at the stage of life that we're at, because we can choose to live longer by looking after our health, and we've got one less thing to worry about every month, celebrate that. Yeah. But I think the stigma is, because the reproductive system is shutting down, as women, yeah. we are no longer useful. Yeah. As Absolutely. if our only job uh, yeah, was, was to, have, was to children. have children. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I'd like to chime in there. It's Michelle speaking here. Um, for me, I'm perimenopausal. And one of the things I say to people, um, when people say to me, oh, but you're really fit. I said, it doesn't mean I'm still not going to go through all the signs and symptoms. Let's, let's exactly. put that to one side. But what I am doing is I'm taking control. Mm. I'm taking back the control that I've given to too many people and their opinions. So I'm taking it back and saying, well, I'm gonna kick backside, I'm gonna be looking great while sweating, whilst <laughs> having these hot flushes or whatever, I'm gonna be looking after me. So I'm in the gym and that's a big thing out there. We, women have to start taking ownership as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, take ownership of yourselves. And have the conversation. And, and have the conversation. Do you know what? You need to start getting training. Osteoporosis kicks in because of this, all the estrogen and testosterone that's losing from our bodies. But actually, employees also need to recognise. I was on a podcast the other day and I owned it. I said, you know what, guys? I forgot what I was going to say, but I'm perimenopausal. Yeah. And I said, and let me explain what that means. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not embarrassed about, about yeah. that. I think we're the first generation, though, aren't we? That um, We're sort of like the, the women out there with the bar. We're, we're Boudicca's Boudicca. Yeah. But we are, aren't we? We're on there on our horses, naked. Uh, possibly, well, <laughs> but just getting it out there because our generations before, it's so taboo to talk about this. And I feel really conscious with, um, you know, a sort of older daughter who's in her 20s. I want her to look, I don't want her to think, oh my gosh, I'm dreading that moment that I remember my mum going through it and, you know, my aunt's going through it. I want her to look forward to it and think this is an empowering, liberating Ooh. time of my life. So just on and that subject then, have you been sailing through it? What's your personal experience? No, I've been experience? awful. Have I've you? been awful, yeah. And I'm one of those people, I'm such a fake on sort of social media. I'm the world's <laughs> oldest influencer. <laughs> and everyone's going, oh, Jenny, you look so great. And how do you do it? And I'm like, I'm not really at so all. So Jen, tell <laughs> us, though, tell us, you know, let's be transparent yes. here. Yes. What have you been, get, name the list of things that you've been struggling with. Right, my libido went <laughs> You know, yeah. back in the day, you know, I was sort of like this uh, sex symbol, or well, I hate saying that. Still are, Jen. Like Jen yeah, still are, I can't be bothered. Right. But um, I, um, my sort of energy levels were really dipping about four o'clock in the afternoon. My whole mojo went. I can't remember a thing. Um, and for the first time ever, and I started doing TV when I was like 16, I was starting to lose my confidence, mm, yeah. you know? And I thought maybe that was just because, you know, the, the way the world is at, um, at the moment with social media, et cetera, that that's happening to everyone. But no, it's not. It's because of the menopause or perimenopause. But isn't it interesting that, and it's Anna here, isn't it interesting in terms of, you don't know what it is. Like these no. things creep up on you. Not so clue. suddenly, because your periods can continue, and they might become less regular or whatever, or maybe they stop, but you don't necessarily go, oh, well, that's because I'm now in the menopause. Mm. So your mm. brain becomes foggy and you're like, crikey, am I you're, got dementia You're fighting on? with yourself or, all the time. Yeah. You're having a word with yourself and saying, hold on a minute, that's not me. And that's the one thing, the biggest thing of all was me going, this isn't me. And the amount of times I was saying to my partner or my kids even who noticed it, yeah. I'm sorry, this isn't me. And I'd be walking down the street, coming back from yoga, saying, I feel like me now. And I'd have like 40 minute window after yeah, the benefits yeah. of hot yoga. And then it'd be back to the other person. Well, my, my 25 year old or 23 year old 
son, sorry, said, you know, I was going batshit crazy. He wasn't recognising me, you <laughs> yeah. know? And that is, I think it just sums up what menopause can do. But it's not surprising that our research showed that most women, never mind men, only know between three and five symptoms of menopause. Yeah. Gen M have found that there's 48 symptoms of menopause, wow. medical, critical, and clinical, medical, credible, and clinical. And so if we don't know what's happening to us and we're not even looking for them, mm. how can we expect anyone to support us? But how can t we take responsibility for ourselves? And I just think that recognition of awareness and understanding, preparation is key. And I think my menopause centre did a great research that showed that the better prepared a woman is for menopause, the better experience of it she'll be. And we're not prepared. So let's take away the shame. Absolutely. It's going to happen. Yeah. Prepare yourself. Yeah. And isn't this brilliant that yeah. we're talking about it and nobody's editing anything? And I think that's what we need to yeah. do. The real life. Yeah. But where do people go? Because you, you hear so TV many really stories no. about people. Well, exactly. But then also you're thinking, I've got, I've got five of these 48 symptoms. I'm thinking I've got a brain tumour because I've got a brain fog. I'm, I'm catastrophizing yes. because I think, my goodness, I'm getting older. Something's going to happen to me soon. But actually... Nobody's but as women, menopause. we internalise. I think, I, mean, I know I get it from my mother. Everything's going to be all right. It doesn't matter. I will solve your problem. The fact that I'm completely depleted and I'm now giving from an empty cup, that's okay. Everything will be all right. But what I love about this generation, demographic, I mean, I, I call us super women because I do think we are. There's something about, you know, women now between 45 and 60, and it's not that we don't care. I think that we've recognised that keeping quiet isn't the answer to many, many areas of lives. And so I think the fact that we are talking more openly now, that is going to help our daughters, that's going to help our partners. I mean, imagine in the next 10 years, the women that are listening to this and the women that are actually taking on and absorbing what we're doing now, they're going to go, do you know what? This is okay. And very quickly, before I shut up, this is the radio presenter in me <laughs> talking about for, sense, forgetting things I've never ever pre-written my links in radio never but now I just put bullet points yeah, to really keep really, to yeah. keep myself keep on track, on track yeah. because wow. I can start talking about I can do a travel report yeah. I can start talking about the M25 next thing it I, I'm, I'm talking about and I ain't played no songs yeah. and I'm like <laughs> so I really get that brain yeah, fog thing yeah. yeah I think it's a great point about where do you go because I think you're absolutely right so if we all start talking about it more hopefully you don't necessarily need to go anywhere because it will be part of the conversation but definitely we need to be more open about it employers like we, we employ a lot of women we need to talk about it to our employees we need to have open conversation like the brilliant example about when you do forget something in a meeting i think it's right to say sorry that's my you know my menopausal brain going on here or whatever because put it out on the table so i think women are very strong and can be very strong and we have a good way of communicating with each other so we need to support each other get it out on the table i think celebrities and influencers need to do more yeah. gps need to be more accessible we need to help our husbands, we need to help our sons because they're all going to go through it with their yeah. partners. Their, so, so I think getting it out on the table, but the, the place that I found the most support is friends. Yeah. It's by talking about it and not being ashamed of it and suddenly people come out from the corners and say they also have gone through it and that's been really empowering. But I guess one of the big problems is just the lack of training in terms of, yeah. you know, NHS staff and then also... Um, 
in terms of employers, you know, the overwhelming majority still of people in senior positions are men. Mm -hmm. It is hard to raise these things with a bloke, especially when you feel very awkward with. I remember once saying that I hadn't, I'd worked from home because I'd had period pains. And then he said I got, you know, told off for that with a previous employer. So I think it's, it's, it's also because the menopause is, you know, it's linked to ageing, mm -hmm. you know, and it, ageism obviously goes up so much more as you get older as a woman. So it's just like you're talking about something that's still so shrouded in stigma and taboo and very personal. Yeah. And also the fact with doctors, you know, women are known to um, be far more likely not to be given, you know, effective painkillers. They wait far longer than in an A&E. And it's all just linked to misogyny, really, yeah. of this kind of thing. If you talk most, the majority of menopausal symptoms, you can't see. You can, it's just mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And it, they're so easily pathologised, as we know, women are wrongly prescribed, you know, antidepressants. Sometimes benzodiazepines, drugs that are harder to come off than heroin. So I think it's that they're just, it's dealt with really, yeah. I think there's an issue with there's a public lack of awareness and then structurally it's just a yeah. joke. Yeah. I think there's two things that's been brought up here first though, and I agree in the workplace, but actually what the good thing is about having as many executive men as we've got at the top right now is the age of them. And actually we're finding that they've got partners now who are going through the menopause. So when we're, you know, when Gen M's talking to some of these huge organisations, it's the men that are signing this off because first time ever they've been able to go, hang on, this is actually what's happening at home. And, yeah. and, and so if it's happening to them, they want to do something about it. So I think, you know, we've got to look at that. And that also one of the things that we didn't mention when we talked about medics and everybody else is brands and organisations have a role to play as well because, you know, menopause, you'll appreciate this Michelle it's it's like marathon but you wouldn't run a marathon in a pair of slippers you'd be trained absolutely. up you'd, you'd absolutely preparation. Pre preparation mentally physically and emotionally and women need to be mentally physically and emotionally prepared and it's not just about getting HRT off and it's actually about embracing it for the whole part of your life if you're having hot sweats why wouldn't you get cooling climate control bedding why wouldn't you find a makeup that doesn't run down your face we need brands to acknowledge that we're here we're not invisible we need them to help us signpost just as much as a vegan 2% of the population are vegan in this country and you know how much money spent on marketing producing them products and everything else 20% of the population is menopausal and there's no signposting, there's no understanding. So, you know, so... And there's so much potential there because, you know, for me, if you were going to take... I love that sort of positive drawing you were talking about, you know, and that you did that. So what... We should look at this as if... It's almost like a reassessment, isn't it? It's like this time in your life is where you can look at all your health again. You know, and it's all interconnected, you know, how you keep fit, what you're eating. Um, and so if you can sort of combine that and say, especially with brands, except, you know, it's sort of like a, a second coming, isn't yeah. it? Well, I mean, I'm with Michelle on the socio-demographic and, and the culture side. We know from COVID how certain cultures don't like going to the doctors and everything. So pushing, I'm you know. Coming yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah. Is it yeah. Michelle speaking here again. I'm, I'm the re one of the reasons why I joined the Menno charity um, with Dr. Louise Newson and, and Davina McCall and Lizelle was because I wanted people to see it through the lens of a black woman. Mm -hmm. And that's really crucial. And, you know, you touched on it there, Maya, as well about the you know, pain relief, we, but we want to try and stay on track here, Ange. So um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to try and stay on track here. So that's why I chose to, to come through from a different angle of who's looking at it from through the lens of a black woman. And what and who's looking at it through, the, I mean, I can't talk about an Asian woman because I'm not Asian, but through the lens of a black woman, mm. I'm saying, is the difference again. So can we dig even deeper mm. into how it affects me to how it affects you yeah. or you? Yeah, and there's, and, no and there's, 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 there's nothing around that. So it's, it's again, 
I'm just talking through my, oh, I keep training, I'm perimenopausal, yeah, there's a couple of weeks of the, of the month where I don't want my husband to even touch me, but that's all just fluffy. But I want deeper science behind yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, on that subject, I'm going to give you a few stats. Okay, so this month we conducted a survey of a thousand women who have been through or are going through menopause or perimenopause. I've got a real problem with that word. <laughs> to ask them about their experiences, what help and support they want, need, and what they feel needs to change to better support women in menopause. So these are our members um, that we have gone to who are always fantastic at replying and, and giving us some real insight. So, who do women talk to about going through the menopause, perimenopause? Less than 1 in 10, so 7%, talk to their employer or line manager about going through the menopause or perimenopause. Less than 1 in wow. 10. 16% of women went through the menopause alone and told no one. I'd love to know, Sam, it'd be really interesting, is it more challenging if your line manager or the man is a man? Yeah, no, because if you if you're if your employer or your boss is a woman who isn't or hasn't been in the menopause or perimenopause, she's just a lot of women yeah. don't know what the perimenopause is. You know, that's still something that that's you know. Yeah. And yet our research showed that by the time a woman is 40, most women show at least three signs of perimenopause. It's not the menopause that's frightening, it's perimenopause. It's perimenopause. Yeah. I've, I've heard many women yeah. saying that. Yeah. Menopause is yeah. the day where it's yeah. finished, yeah. but perimenopause yeah. lean up six, seven years before that. Yeah. It's that like a bus that's going to knock you over. And, you and also it starts at a different time for every woman, so it's quite hard to know what's going on. Okay, I'm going to give you two member stories from our research. Um, one is a positive experience and one is a negative experience. So we'll start with a good one. Um, my personal experience, I found I woke up one day and I had completely changed. Sleepless nights, continuous nighttime sweats. I decided I wanted to try and get through this with the help of no medication from the doctor and try and do it as naturally, naturally as possible. We should be educated about this from school age. Women experience lots of different things at different times. Once I understood that I was going through the menopause and it causes anxiety, I could deal with it rather than totally not understand yeah. what on earth was happening to me. It really doesn't help when we are constantly told it won't affect you. Um, shit. She goes on, I was so scared of going on to HRT, but having suffered, suffered months of hot sweats, um, I did go on to HRT. It'd only been about a month, but oh boy, what a difference it has made to my life. I'm back with my happy-go-lucky self, but I am very aware of the side effects and how to keep myself in check. Thank goodness for a really sympathetic doctor who understood my concerns and worked with me. We That's need so that doctor. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'll give you another one. This is shorter. The support from my GP has been non-existent. They referred me... Um, and put me on to antidepressants. Instead, they would not give me HRT. If we could have specialists in surgery to, su to support diabetes, etc., there should be menopause specialists too. Absolutely. So again, just going back to the GP, and it's a bit of a lottery, isn't it? Whether you get somebody that That's truly has taken time to look into this, or whether we know, you know, we're not blaming GPs. Mm. They are overwhelmed, yeah. and yeah. they are, you know, and they're not experts. They're, they're not experts. They're not trained at medical school. Yeah. Yeah. So what There's needs no to change at medical school? 
But equally, we, we know we've got six minutes in there. We yeah. need as women to be better prepared when we go in to explain to with the balance app and things like that to so better prepare you, yeah. yourself. Do you guys for know it. about the balance app? No. no. Okay, so put that in. You know, forget taking people's numbers. The balance app is from Dr. Louise News and has been for all my clients. I've been signposting to the balance app, just which is just literally a tick sheet. I'm going to put it in now because otherwise I'll forget. <laughs> That's because I'm very menopausal. I'm not getting, you know, it, Dr. Louise Newson is absolutely really spent many years of her life to try and help because she was going through this. And some of the stories she shared with me, you know, it's like, Michelle, you know, I've had women come into the surgery, literally suicidal. Mm. Now, if we just stop for a minute and think to yourself, so that could be our sister, <laughs> our best friend, yep. our niece, somebody's mother, yeah? that feels that like they cannot go on any longer. Yeah, my yeah. daughter who can't go on any longer because there's a black dog on your shoulder telling you, you know what, you're shit, yeah. you're aging now, yeah. you're not reproducing. Imagine all of that and then employers are thinking, do you know what, you're not up to standard what you yeah. were doing. So then you leave your job. That's quite And gloomy. then also you leave your friendship group. That's the, we were saying about it's a lonely place yes. for a lot of people. They can't. They can't. They don't. Can't feel like they can talk and share, um, and I think that's why you know to encourage more sort of events or sort of social circumstances where it's all right to talk but the about it. Rate of, of suicide is women in the fifties. The highest rate of divorces. So yeah. even though we're saying that you know this is this is affecting and impacting women. Menopause impacts everyone. everyone's life, it's direct and, we, and we, we must remember that. We yeah. must, we must remember as women again. And this is me, who's got a husband who's beautiful, and I let everybody know it. Matt's my biggest champion. You know, I said to Matt, you know, this is why I don't want to have sex with you, babe. Um, it's not that I don't love you. It's not that, the, but this is how I'm feeling. He's like, mm. okay, babe, but why? And I'm, so we've explored the options together. I mean, yeah, I, of what I, I need. That's incredible that, yeah. that you've been able to have that on yeah. yeah, I have, because yeah. this is a man that wants it all the time, so what yeah. am I going to tell him? <laughs> One of the biggest problems is, um, obviously, yeah, loss of libido is a, a real huge symptom of the menopause, but it's something that's overlooked. Like, as we know, generally, it's this kind of sexist trope. All we think of is, oh, hot flushes, yeah. you know, it's a yeah. joke. Oh, how funny. But, um, yeah, with the loss of libido thing, it's testosterone. If you just take testosterone on its own, then that can help that. But you can't get that on the NHS, so a lot of people want it there's just there's not much health provision there's not actually much research done on this yeah. so then testosterone then affordability so we're talking about access again remember I'm coming yeah. through a different lens socioeconomically a girl young black girl or 45 year old black girl can't, hasn't got the money mm. that a middle-class white woman has got to go and buy testosterone mm. you know that's where I come in from but going back to the men's side of it, our, our research showed that 66% of men feel helpless mm. about menopause. Now, helpless is a bloody good word because it shows that they're not ignorant of it. They want to do something. They just don't know, they just don't know what to but do. Also, no, we, you no, know, no, a lot no. of women don't know where to start, no, never mind their partners. And that's yeah. where, you know, we need I to... I mean, one gentleman it. wrote to me saying, you know, I've done everything I can to support my wife. I've even gone into the spare bedroom to help her have oh, the bed. And like, nice. but then... She looks at it going, oh, God, yeah, my God, I'm being, you know, even my husband yeah, doesn't want to sleep yeah. with me. So you can, even men, they're in a, a devil you know, the devil you don't. Yeah. It's it's a thankless place to be, but knowing what's happening is a, a way to support in itself. It's a start, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And Maya, I know you've sort of, you've talked about going, just going back to the antidepressant side of things and um, you've written about it before and how GPs can automatically just go to that place with anybody that 
walks through the door experiencing these types of symptoms. Yeah. What I think I think it's because well, mental health as a just a broader issue within the NHS. Often, you know, there's not much provision for mental health issues. All of the kind of mental health provision is massively overstretched and has just been decimated by years of like conservative party austerity. I think also it's that yeah, mental health symptoms are not associated with the menopause. So if you go in there and you say, you know, I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling anxious, and as we know from the statistics, so many of these mental health repercussions they've sprung from nowhere. Women have not had this, you know, earlier in life. But then I think women are just pathologized and there's this you know as a woman sometimes you know you have to be everything all at the same time there's so much pressure and you almost like with my mum going through the menopause she didn't moan about it at all she was probably having menopausal symptoms but she didn't even really notice you know because she just so kind of got to be brave and got to be strong and obviously women have got such a high a higher pain threshold than men. And women I want to so be controversial strong. here as well because again we can look at women as well we're not blameless in this you know, no, no, everyone no. looks to the doctors and everything else yeah. or society, but actually we've a role to play here, yes, haven't absolutely. we? And, you know, yeah. absolutely. And, and I think that's where the, the change can come as well. We, you know, it's, it, it is a transition and it's not a disease. And I think it's interesting, though, because we think back to our parents and think, well, my mum was kind of fine with it. She just went through it. I but think, sadly, <laughs> that's she? probably not yeah, the case absolutely. because they wasn't taught. So we've got a real opportunity. We're privileged yeah. that it is an open topic and we can have access to information and share information about it. But we've got to take that responsibility seriously and it will definitely benefit our daughters and sons but our parents my mum and we talked about it earlier i think i was very dismissive i was selfish at that time in my life i was out mum was probably going through all sorts of shit but, but i didn't also care. your mum probably wouldn't even say anything about no, it i asked my mum she's about. 89 and i said can you remember about she said no i just got on with it nothing happened she no, said this, this mom, coil just yeah. sprung out in the bath jenny yeah. and that was it and i was my like mom wow. turned 89 last <laughs> week and right. we had i told her we, i was doing this and we we had this conversation yeah. and i said what were you going through mom you know nothing. what was going down she said angela do you remember when you started going back to church i said yeah she said that's because <laughs> <laughs> no but it, it can get you you can kind of see certain things and you think oh maybe that's just mum being mum once yeah. again let's sweep it yeah. under the carpet yeah. because mum's coped this far whatever it is she's yeah, yeah, going yeah, through yeah, she'll cope again and then mom's we and I don't say anything I'm, I don't mom. need to be her we learn to do the same thing yeah. don't yeah. we so it's just so so good yeah. but that's there are so many practical things yeah. there are so many practical things though that we we need to make sure we share like yeah. There are things that you can do. For me, it was I was had hot sweat, so I opened the window and I put a fan in the bedroom. Absolutely changed it. I put a single sheet over the top instead of the duvet. So if you do get, you know, sage really helped me, sage tablets. HRT has been transformational. And it definitely doesn't work for everyone, but it can work for a hell of a lot of people. And when you look at the stats, for me, it's phenomenal and almost terrible what happened in terms of that whole thing around breast cancer link and whatever because it's brilliant what it can do for some people but i do think as well we need to remember with hrt that it's not everyone's Absolutely. choice and actually we need to give more informed choice for what you can do well, and, and it's your yeah. menopause you can own it your way but yeah. you, all we want is to be able to be the best version of ourselves and own our age and I think that's yeah. what we should all be looking for here and you know I was I, I had children in the period where there was a lot about breastfeeding when I was going straight back to work I couldn't do yeah. with breastfeeding even and it was like the pressure on me was what kind of mother are you yeah, and that, I feel that was your story yeah. breastfeeding wasn't for you yeah yeah and I think 
thing and I hear you about HRT and we were talking yes, about why exactly I didn't take it because I was scared because of the breast cancer stuff. So I went on, um, I cut out bread, potato, pasta, rice. Mm. I went completely sugar-free, cut out alcohol. It did reduce the symptoms for did a it? while, okay. but this is an ongoing yes. Process. It is, and then so you're going to. Is that sustainable is that for sustain the rest of there your you life? Go. Are you going to enjoy? Yeah. You know, if you're if you're a fan of going and eating out and having. having gorgeous a I have a Caribbean mother. And when you go to, a, <laughs> yeah. oh gosh, you can't tell her you're not having the rice and peas, babe. You're <laughs> crazy. But HRT isn't the one-stop answer. Even if you get the best HRT in the world, it's not going to get rid of all your symptoms. Mm. Back to what Michelle's been saying. It's all about understanding it's your it's your exercise it's the food you're eating this if we've got to embrace it yeah. and actually realize that if we want quality of life for life we're gonna have to adapt to it this isn't just a quick fix diet it's a lifestyle else. and totally. it's constant reassessment yeah. you know it depends yeah. which road you want to go down because the first thing I say to a lot of women is, oh, who's they say I think I'm having my pause I'm not sure but I said it's simple things like really it's a blood test yeah. you know but just you know to the see the levels in, and just but how say, hard not, is it to get conclusive though and that's another thing that they, that's one thing that I've learned from Dr. Louise Newson, yeah. um, who is my goddess, I'm just letting you guys know. Um, it's not conclusive, the blood test. So women go to, go to the doctors, the GPs, and the GPs say, oh, but your blood tests are fine. And, they go, and then they leave there completely disillusioned because mm. they're like, but I, that's not how I'm, because, and so that's my, I'm mindful. I'm not going for no blood tests. I'm going straight in and saying, this is what I would like to have. Yeah, and I'm in a fortunate position that I can afford to go and buy testosterone, so I'm going to get that privately. Because yeah. I don't see why I, for my life, should suffer for 10, 15 years until this shit is over, yeah. for example. Yeah. But when you said, Heather, and I really love it about taking ownership and women have to speak up. Yes, we do have to speak up. We have to be accountable to ourselves. So whether we like it or not, alcohol every night is not conducive no. to symptoms. No. So it's just simple things that we need to cut back on and you always like said about the strength, and, and keeping the up, building strength up your training, strength building training. up your strength training. Yep. You need to be doing some form of weight training. Mm. Yeah, and if that means starting up, walking up the stairs with, 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 a, with a couple of bags of rice, for example, keeping it simple in the simplistic terms, we need to start looking after ourselves in the holistic approach, mm. mentally and physically, exactly what you said. And we can't blame people because it's our journey. But that's why it's empowering too. It's yes, like our bodies, which yeah. we've lived with for however long the age that we are, Suddenly, this is the thing that's saying, now look after it yeah. more than ever. To do all the it. things you've said, the sleep, the exercise, the good food, you know, thinking about your mindset, thinking about who can partner you to help you focus on you. So that I find that really liberating. Yeah. It's, it's only liberating if you know what's coming on you. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's a damn scary thing scary. to come along. I guess and even if you do, you know, all of these things, looking after your physical and mental health, you really need to feel kind of seen and heard and listened to, yeah. whether that's by Absolutely. your husband, partner, or your friends or relatives. Because otherwise, you know, then it leave, lives on in your body. Exactly. I, I sat down with my other half when Davina did the, the programme. Um, and I said, you need to sit and watch this with me because we're about yeah. to enter into this yeah. and you need yes. to know what is potentially coming. Yeah. So he did. And it was very cool. And on, on Saturday night, we had a dinner party and I was started talking about yeah. <laughs> today. And um, the two two guys from the, the couples were, yeah, were fully into this conversation. And I just think I'm just in a really lucky position to have yeah. men yeah. like that in my life. But that isn't every household. So... 
we can, can only, only be what you can see. You can see only them. be what you can see yeah. as, as well. Yeah. You know, we spoke about that earlier yeah, on, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, that's um, back to another part of why organisations and brands in particular need to be part of this because, you know, the invisibility report did show that women feel invisible and it doesn't matter whether they are or they aren't. If they perceive they are, that's how it's how we Perception feel, feel, yeah. you know. And yeah. so yeah. brands have to look at the advertising they're doing to us. Are we seeing true versions of what we're seeing out there? We want to see more yeah. authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Adverts and campaigns and and acknowledgement exactly. and not hide it away. And I think the tide's changing now, but we also can't look at it as a oh my god, brands are even now milking the menopause and taking. Yeah. We actually want them to support Absolutely. and help us. So let's not In knock them ways. when they start to. Your yeah, Marks and Spencers do a range of men. Are, you know, yeah, 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 we, yeah, we, want we want them to because it's not all about the medical side. It's about living through this. Well, that's period right. Brands have a voice, don't they? And we can cover a lot more ground if we all work with the power of the brands or the communication channels we've all got. Your your examples earlier, like you know M and S and Boots and getting food on the shelves, is absolutely brilliant. Brands like ours that are talking to women, thousands and thousands of women every week, whether it's in a workshop or through the app. We've got to use those sessions to help give them the confidence. Sure. Gyms, you know, everybody is there. Special rates they can you know, offer people if if money is a, is a challenge that it will encourage them in and and special exercise classes. We've all and if and that's why what you're doing is absolutely brilliant because if we can get all these brands together, we will push the noise out there and make a bigger difference quicker. And there's quite a few noisy people to put it out there as well. We've got yeah. Michelle, yeah, and I think we just push. I mean, we've it's got true, we've got a city of influencers on, yeah. on this city, and equally, influencers have the power to make change happen in in the menopause and start the conversation. But let's be honest, brands and organisations they actually have the biggest reach of employees, men and women. They have the biggest marketing budgets to raise awareness. They have the best product developments to create new products and merchandise to to support this. We need them in the conversation, and actually, you know, it's great what the medics are doing but bringing brands and organizations we can have this done by a week on wednesday and, we can really work on it, you know I mean? and then we can go on and enjoy our lives you know it's like you know and actually i've got a question for you because you um jenna put out this open letter yeah. to brands i'm interested to know were you approached by brands or were you still knocking on the door i mean i'm sure you're still knocking on the door of well i mean of brands, to, to be honest what, one of the great things about life has taught me that, you know, if, you've, if you want to do something and you want to do it, you just get out there and do it. We put this proposition together to unite the biggest brands to understand mm -hmm. about menopause, not just for the work colleague. It's not just a workplace no. issue. It's a gender, societal yeah. issue. Yeah. And, and so we went to see them. We put it out there. And, you know, some of the biggest brands, your boots, your Marks and Spencers, within 10 minutes of pitching to the biggest marketing directors to work on this. And so, you know, even one of them was driving along and said, I'm going to have to pull up. They pulled up. You know, this is in the Zoom world. And just said, we're in. Because actually, it's that... It, it's great, don't get me wrong, Louise Newsom's absolutely brilliant on the bringing in the medical, but actually we need to bring this into a normalisation no, of life. Absolutely, and I, so I, I agree 100% you know, with that, but well, we do have to normalise it. And as a life coach, I often say to my clients, look at your options. Yeah. Women feel paralysed when they don't have options. That's as simple as that. So when you're thinking, well, I'm sweating, okay, I've, ch I've tried that, I've tried that. We need to make sure that they've got options. And so if brands, everyday brands that they go into, their Tesco's, their Marks and Spencer, wherever they are, are having this on the shelf, 
that then makes them feel, actually, I can deal with this. Yeah. Well, mm. And the feeling that you can be in control of it, though. That's the thing, because I think you can be so petrified that this is all out of my control. It's over, yeah. and. And that feeling alone, you just freeze. Yeah. You well, freeze you, you and you suffer in silence. Yeah. Gluten-free, we accept yeah. gluten now yeah. as a tolerance. We yeah. accept yeah. vegan. Yeah. Where's our menopause aisle? Yeah. You know, and actually, it needs to have your seeds on there, your supplements yeah. on there, yeah. you know, your foods. Because you're busy Access. women. Let's be honest, Access. the menopause hits us at an inconvenient time oh, of our lives. Yes, we should yeah, be yeah. swinging from the chandelier. Well, I mean, just we were talking earlier. <laughs> yeah, we really WW should. should be doing some yeah. of this no, stuff. Absolutely. You know, like, and, and, and until you'd have the conversation, we wouldn't be. No. But, you know, with our foods and stuff, we should be putting well, that out there. Many of the brands that we've talked to have gone, why haven't we thought about this? But do you That's know what fine. it is? It's the fact that no one knows that there's 48 symptoms. If you knew there was 48, you'd yeah. look at it going, oh, we've got merchandise for that. Oh, we've got product range for that. Oh, we could do this. It's Why aren't we talking? But no one knows yeah. about these 48 because symptoms. Because it's they all been put down to hot flushes and yeah. mood yeah. swings. Yeah. Yeah. Going to That's what it's behavior. all been. Yeah, yeah. neurotic behaviour, forgetting things. Yeah. It's kind of been generalised, whereas, like I say, it's, it is a medical signpost mm -hmm. that's going to happen. And if you're fully equipped and well-equipped, it can be the most exhilarating part of your yeah. life. Well, I mean, we at, we at Gen M believe as well that, you know, at, at this moment in time, and I'm just about to have some brain fog because I can feel it coming <laughs> out, but no, at this moment in time, we absolutely need to make sure that women are, 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 are prepared. It, 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 it's, it's, it's nonsense, and I really have lost my train of thought. That's and okay. And you're owning that. I'm owning it, babe, for you. Yeah. And, and that is, again, putting it out there to employees, you know, how many of us have gone to our, you know, CEOs or, you know, I work in a boarding school part time and, you know, speaking to our HR director, I said, you know, look, I need to have some time off, you know, to go and explore these options and talk about menopause. He was very, very supportive. I would probably say probably a little bit embarrassed. You know, I'm talking to a white middle class man and a black woman comes and says, look, I need some time out. I need to go and talk about menopause. You know, he's probably like a little bit, you know, blushed face. And I and, I, and he, he was very, very supportive. Absolutely, Michelle, please do. But there's no follow up. Wouldn't on it be great if he came back and said, said, I'd love go? to talk to you about this. There you this. go. There yeah. you go. How did yeah. you get on? Yeah, there's a lot of women who wouldn't want that conversation. And that's the no. other thing that we've no, all got to we're speak not all you know, We've got to be receptive and, yes. and talking. And um, yeah. we've got to take the fear factor out of it. Absolutely. Because it shouldn't be fear. It should be embraced. And no employer should fear it either. You know, it's, and it's, it's going to happen. That's Absolutely. the thing. It's, yeah. gonna, it's part of life. You know, it's part of the cycle. And it, it's part it's of it. Happen. So and just embrace it. And I hope for it. everyone, coming out of COVID, there's been so many terrible, terrible oh, things. And one of the biggest things is, I think, stress, mental health, anxiety. So I'm hoping and believing that there is more of an understanding and a greater empathy by employers around that. And I saw, you know, you were just showing something on ASOS then, which is, fantastic. you know, fantastic. Yeah. Brands out there saying we will give you, I think, 10 days yeah. leave. Yeah. And whether you need to package it like that or, or not, for me, is as long as you are accommodating to anybody coming to you that needs some time out for Whatever reason they, you know, menopause is one. Employers have to accept it and support it. But it's great that they're doing that. Isn't that Brilliant. amazing? When I, mean, I saw that this morning, I thought it's you know great for the yeah. conversation that we're having. And, so, and yeah. ASOS, it's quite a revolutionary one because their employees are young, yeah. so they really are thinking ahead of it. And and again, they might you might go to the cynic and go, oh well, it's not gonna, they're not going to have many people to pay. But actually, what they are doing is they're preparing women and men better for it for the future. So that just putting it in there has made people go, well, why would I need time off for the menopause? But also, we've got to stop being cynical too. Like we mm. always knock when, whenever someone does something, we often think, well, there might be an ulterior motive. 
who cares? Yeah. Because they've got some coverage, they're doing a positive thing and more brands should follow suit. So much has changed even in the last year on the menopause, like beyond recognition yeah. even. And I, I remember articles I wrote before about the menopause didn't get that much traction, not that much interest, but they get a lot more interest now. And my editor's more keen on me writing stuff about the menopause. And just with the Davina documentary, I do think yeah. stuff has really changed even just it in a year. It was amazing, that. Yeah. Incredible. And really great topics. The fact that she went through about libido and she went through when she was saying when she went to the loo and, yeah. you know, soreness yeah. and stuff. And it's but brilliant because otherwise you go to the loo and you don't know whether anyone else is having the same experience. I thought she was really brave to do that. And I think one of the other things, just picking up on a point that Maya made, you were saying that you were doing um, features on menopause before. They weren't really getting traction. noticed or traction. And I think and it's something really weird, but it's true. I think since COVID and us working from home more, it's like our, the mental doors have opened and we're realising where we can be at our best, where we can be more effective. Yeah. And if working three days from home one week and two days at work, vice versa, if that brings out the best in you, then why don't we take down these rigid rules of the way that everything used to be, yeah? And if talking about menopause is one of those things, then hey, even Brilliant. better. Yeah. But we've, come, we've all come from a generation where we've had to work blinking hard yeah. to actually get to where we've got to and actually you know get the gender rightfully at the top because we're good at what we're doing and, and, and we're out of place if you think about that the, the gender agenda didn't change until the money was put on it mm -hmm. that companies that didn't have women at the top were financially underperforming and behaviorally underperforming without them and actually whether we like it or not the menopausal pound will be the driver of changing society and how we view this and we, we you know we have to act, actually acknowledge that it's not just on products that they can create and that new audience that consumer audience it's actually for the retention and the attraction of these women in there we can't lose these women in in, in the best times of our lives so the, the, the pound associated with the economy mm -hmm. is going to be the driver that will make true change. And that's not taking away from what and anyone like you, Louise, has done, that because that's been brilliant. Yes. But we do need that extra edge now that's, to take it as a global societal brilliant. issue. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And you are you are absolutely right in, in summarising that, you know, looking at it in, in, in its entirety. We still need brands to be in, be involved stand up and be counted and, and 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 like we said you know and i'm trying to stay on track here again with, with when we talk about black lives matter i just don't want people ticking boxes exactly. i want action be this active. isn't a tick yes. box, I box. exercise I we need to that. keep this conversation, keep conversation going, going we action. could continue talking until next week yes. um but i'm afraid we do have to wrap up so if anybody has anything else they want to add this is this is your moment <laughs> one thing is we yes. have to take the fear factor out and not every woman's menopause is bad. But most women will say, my menopause isn't that bad. And in a 21st century world, not that bad means it could be better and we need it to be better. Perfect. Thank you for that. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Thank you everybody. It's been enlightening. It's been a um, very, very powerful it's conversation. Very, very positive. Very positive. Um, but I've learned something as well, yes. which is really But I also important. hope that anybody listening to this really, you know, learns and and actually says, no, I'm going to start asking the questions. I'm going to start having the conversation. I'm not going to be silent be about this. You know, everyone, all your girlfriends, get them round. Doesn't matter whether they're going through it or not. Just talk about it. That's a good start. Yes, that's a great start, Jenny. We should definitely do that. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. All right. No problem. Thank you.